starting over. Yeah, this is the first ever not cold start on Rage Against Sports because we just did the cold start and the mic was buzzing. So, welcome to episode four of Rage Against Sports. This is going to be a two-parter here, but you will see it as two separate episodes. Uh, we have the Matthew Poff Division Three Baseball interview. You want to go over your nickname, Sir Poffington? Sir Poffington, Wellington, Poff, Welly, Sir Wellington Poff 69. Sir Poff 69, the list just goes on and on and on. You guys might know him Gamertag. and seen his Xbox Gamertag while he's shitting on you in FIFA, Sir Poff 69. If you are listening to this, go message him, harass him, make sure his day is miserable when he logs on tomorrow. Play me 1v1 for 50 bucks. You will not regret it. So, if you're listening to this... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get them to play me so then I take their money. You won't so. regret it. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this, uh check out our social media uh on Instagram at raging at sports, TikTok at raging at sports, website ragingatsports.com, Twitter at raging at sports. We got to get more active on the Twitter side of things, but Instagram uh, if you guys have anything to say to us, if you hate this podcast, if you love this podcast, if this podcast makes you want to hurt somebody, I don't know, just share that with us. That's the goal. <laughs> so leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, Trent, I saw that you left a comment <clears throat> on Spotify. If you want to talk them through that process, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. All you do is obviously watch the podcast, right? And then next up, you just scroll all the way down to the bottom where it says leave a comment and leave a comment. That's it. Yeah. Easy as that. And honestly, I like how you preface that with watch the pod or listen to the podcast. Yeah. But I think it would almost be funnier if these people didn't and just like came up with like a preconceived like, hey, I hate you guys (laughs) with like not without listening to it. Are there other comments? Like, Can you view all the comments? I can. Oh, wait, can you? Only. I. You might only be able to. Let me let me check it out. Only like the, the creator of the podcast can do that. I think so. I don't know. That's kind of lame. I'd rather like if I would didn't know the podcast, I'd want to see what the comments are. Like, right. Yeah. Well, we have the we have the rating. So if you guys want to drop uh, a rating for us, oh, right. we'd greatly appreciate that. It takes a couple more ratings for us to have a rating visible on Spotify. So. So in each of the podcast episodes, uh, you go to the Q and A portion where it says, "What do you think about the? Uh, what did you think about this episode?" You just hit reply. That's it. Easy. Nice. iTunes doesn't have that because iTunes is a poverty app. Whoa. But <clears throat> follow us. Check us out. Uh, leave a review. We do want to hear everyone's feedback. We read all DMs. If you have any life advice. You know, we got we got some good good life advisors in here. We got Trent. I could screenshot it, send him over to him. Like, hey, this kid struggling to get a girlfriend, man. And yeah, I I don't know how to help you, but I mean, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh this <laughs> podcast interview is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM is the number one source for starting your own podcast. Oop. Just like we said. What'd oop, you say? Oop. Who? Whoop whoop. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we said last episode, you will never be us. You will never be Joe Rogan. You could be better than us though. You you will not be raging at sports. We are individual people. And if you wanna express your individuality and start the uh the Rummel show, fuck it, man. Get anchor FM. Diversity. That's exactly what they wanted to say. Yeah, it's uh they, they welcome all people, all platforms. Um, yeah, it's very easy to start your own podcast. You get on the app, you can record it directly on there. Luckily, uh, I've been working with computer equipment for a couple of years. We don't have to do that, but we could if we wanted to. So anchor FM, check it out and let's get right into this interview here. We have Matt Poff, division three baseball player. Poff, tell us a little bit about your resume here and uh, we'll get right into the questions. Yep. So I uh, played at St. Joseph's college small main school got recruited to be on the JV team one of the one of the few teams in the country that have a JV team and then got brought up to varsity before the season started and came out of the bullpen for my first two years and then switched over to the starting role and had some success last year had a 
point or one point six six ERA, eleventh in the country. Not to brag or anything, but and uh, yeah. Weren't you recruited as? Were you recruited as a pitcher? I was recruited as a two way. Okay. And when I got brought up from JV to varsity, my coach two six looked at me and said, "If you want to get playing time, you're going to be a pitcher full time." And kind of dropped the shortstop role, and I said. I'd rather play varsity than not, so yeah. So went full time pitching and honestly loved it. A lot of downtime as a pitcher, but loved every second of it. Now you said, I believe you said you came out of the bullpen to start. Correct. You ended off as a starter, though, if I remember correctly. Right? Yeah, yeah. My yep. last two years, I was a starter. Had some starts my freshman and sophomore year, but was mainly well sophomore year. I didn't really have a season because COVID year. So I started. I probably would have been a starter my sophomore year. I had two starts in Florida, balled out, and then came back and cut the season. So probably would have been a starter for three years. So tell us, kind of get into this um, real quick about when we're looking at starters and relievers. Obviously, relievers are coming out of the bullpen. You can kind of get jazzed up, right? Oh, yeah. Um, as a starter, how are you staying focused throughout the game? Kind of, you, you know, let's say you're going to go a deep. Like, let's say, what, six for college is deep. Yeah, so... Let's say you're going to go six. How do you stay focused? Yeah, so we we played doubleheaders on the weekends, and those were seven-inning games. But then weekdays, we played nine-inning games. So I was a weekend, or week, yeah, weekend starter, which were conference games. So, I mean, being at a school in Maine, like, it's brick, freezing cold to start out the season. So, like, I would just go in the locker room. We had a heater. So I would get feeling back in my body. And then when there's two out, someone would come grab me. Okay. Then go back out to pitch. But I remember when I started out in the bullpen, I would take a smelling salt before leaving the bullpen to go down to the mound. So that never taking a smelling salt till I got to college, and that got me fired up. It works. Yeah. No, it really, yeah. it really does work. Like you will be like half asleep. Like I don't even want to go into this game right now. Like we're getting killed. Like there's no point for me to go in. Rip a smelling salt. You're just amped up you you want to get in the game was it welchie who used to slam a bang yeah in the bullpen yeah yeah, yeah. for every appearance yeah he was he like proud shot. he was proud to admit that he too. would shotgun the bang yeah I, we, and then start warming up <laughs> y- yes yeah we we played in the same summer team the silver knights with will and uh we got to a point in the season where we would just shotgun a bang before every game the whole bullpen if we're not pitching, we would just rip a bang before the game, you know, get a little fired up. It honestly kept us in the game a little bit more because we wouldn't be just half asleep shooting the shit. What would you say? So we kind of talked about Will with his summer baseball experience. Yeah. What would you say your summer baseball experience was? Obviously, it was a little bit shorter. Yeah. But what in your time playing summer ball, what was that like for you, especially for the Silver Knights? Yeah, so – Summer baseball, playing for a team like the Silver Knights, Will went over it, but it's an awesome experience. Like, it's the closest to professional baseball, not being professional baseball. Like, being the bullpen, like, you would kids, like, come up to you during the whole game asking for autographs, asking to get a game ball or whatever. And uh, being a pitcher, though, it's a little different lifestyle because, you know, you're just sitting in the bullpen. Like, if you're not pitching that day, you're just sitting in the bullpen, not doing anything. Maybe you're could be in the dugout like giving the ump balls or whatever you, you might have a role but yeah man it was an awesome experience you know being a d3 guy on a team like that where you just have like all mostly d1 maybe some d2 guys like you have to earn a spot and sometimes i feel like they look over the d3 guys a little bit like so i i left halfway through the year because i needed to work like i, I was broke as hell and that's a full-time, basically a full-time job. You're there seven, six. What he said, you guys play like 60 games yeah, in we, a summer. Yeah, you play yeah. five or six days a week, and you have to be there for, you're there close to 10 hours a day. So you don't really have time to work unless you have like a really early shift. So I reached a point where like I wasn't throwing that much. I had two really good outings and a bad outing. And I was just like, why am I here? Like I'm not being used. And it was, it was there's a point where it was like two and a half, three weeks where I haven't thrown in a game. And I went to my coach and I was like, hey, like, what's your plan with me? Like, if I'm not going to be used, like, what's my point of being here? And he just straight up told me, like, I don't think you're good enough when I know I was better than a couple of D1 guys who, yeah, threw 90, but 
could not find the strike zone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you're, their coaches want, they need like specific innings. They tell the coach before the season, like this guy needs to throw this amount every week or this much throughout the whole year to be ready for when he comes back to me. So there is that aspect where it's like they want to win, but they also want to get those guys ready for their college seasons Mm -hmm. because that's more important than just a summer ball season. Yeah, man. Like I would say like my thing about like the summer ball, like thing that I was like really trying to like understand is, is are those run by like you know like the internships like some like colleges like they have like the like intern gms and like the intern like i don't know like sports reporters i would say to like at the games to try and get like the fans like really motivated i would say yeah i would say like 80 percent of the staff were interns like obviously the owners and like the general managers the coaches they're all being paid they're like employees but then there were interns like they had Every team had an intern during games where they did, like, on-field activities. Like, when I played for the North Shore Navigators, we uh, all the guys in the bullpen would run down after, I think it was the fifth inning, and they would have a little kid that would, like, we, we would be bowling pins, and then they would throw a ball at us, and we'd all have to, like, fall yeah. down. And just, like, random stuff to keep the kids involved because it's mainly, it's more for, like, kids to go to the game, have a good time, kind of just getting them into the game of baseball and showing them that it's, not as boring as it might seem to be. But yeah, they would have a lot of the, uh, like the press announcer would be interns. Yeah. All like the ticket salespeople would be interns. So yeah, they, they give college kids a good opportunity to work there if they want to get into working with sports. It's a good route to go. So <clears throat> let's swing this back into kind of the college side of things. Obviously, it sounds like you had a great summer ball experience and Anyone else listening to this with the Silver Knights? I mean, we've had two Silver Knights players. We're about to bring on a third who also loved it. Welch loved the Silver Knights. Yeah, I mean, that, that's his life right now. Is I mean, that is your life for the summer. Like, it's, yeah. you're with the guys twenty four seven, and it's a it's a good time. So, talking about college ball, you show up. Um, if you want to kind of touch on kind of the St. Joe's method of recruiting. Um, I know baseball and lacrosse kind of do the same thing where it's like, hey, we'll take anybody and everybody. Yeah. What type, what is going through your head during those first fall ball games, those first practices when you're seeing all those bodies? And obviously, I'm sure you were familiar with, you know, Jared, Joey, uh, uh, Man- Greg, Greg, all those guys, and um, Grayson, like that were, you know, going to be the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. What was kind of going through your head being that freshman with that very large group of kids? Well, yeah. So our my freshman year, the senior class was just filled with studs. We, we were nationally ranked for a little part of the season. And um, this kid, Greg, was one of our catchers. He's 6'4", 6'5", like 270. He was just a mammoth. And uh, just getting on the mound and pitching to him, it's so – you're like holy shit like this kid's gonna take me 500 feet possibly (laughs) but uh yeah those first few practices because our fall ball season is all scrimmages we didn't there was no practice it was just you show up you play scrimmages and they had like a schedule for who was gonna throw the position players would play what position for how many innings then switch out so it was kind of like a tryout to earn a spot and we we learned that pretty quick because everyone took it pretty serious it was it was fun, but everyone kind of had like a serious demeanor about going about their business and playing. So, yeah, I mean, I showed up, did as much as I could, just showed out, balled out, and lucky enough, I was able, at the end of fall ball, my coach said, you can come up to varsity if you be a pitcher full-time. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to take that. But fall ball is it's good to for a coach to see all the new guys play, how they are in the game situation, what their IQ is like, how they handle situations. So... That was, like, the biggest part because I wasn't that heavily recruited. Like, I was JV, and I didn't throw all too hard. And he just saw that I threw strikes. I had some stuff. So he, he was able to give me that choice to stay on JV if I wanted to be a shortstop and pitcher. But ultimately, I just wanted to play, play varsity and get that time and grow like that. If you had a choice of being a pitcher or a shortstop on varsity, what would you have picked? 
I would probably pick shortstop just because the downtime you have as a pitcher and just practice in general as a pitcher isn't that fun. Like you, you have a certain amount of time, like you don't want to throw too much. So like you throw for however, like half an hour, then you do all your, your running, your cardio work, you do your stretching, then you do your deceleration. And then there's still, we had three hour practices. So like we had at the end of two hours, I was completely done. Even like, that's a stretch. It was probably more like an hour and a half. I was done with everything. Just like, what else can I do? Like I've taken ground balls. I've done everything. So then I would just go like chart a pitcher because pitchers throwing live, they took charts to see how many strikes they were throwing, what pitches they threw for strikes and everything. So we would take that down and kind of help each other out to see what, That's what Will was talking on. about too. Yeah. He, he was running the charts. Yeah. Yeah. So like during games, we would have like six different charts. We had our own pitching chart. We had the opposing pitchers chart to get their name, the team, what pitches they threw, like if they tip any pitches, like how their if their leg lift is high, if we can steal on them, if they have a slow release and everything. So, yeah, our team was pretty like analytical like that. Our coach's wife was on a chart every game. Every single game it would be like the amount of total bases we had, steals we had. Like dirt ball reads, like the catcher blocking a ball, like if it landed right in front of him, if we got a good jump, and if like it scurried away and had a chance to steal if we stole. Mm-hmm. And like he put it all in totals, and like, I don't know, we had a goal that we wanted to hit for every game to like wreck the defense. That's what we called it. So, unfortunately, uh, with the, you know, you're, you're not playing anymore. Nope. This is going to be more of a story time episode of interviews because we have a guy that no longer is confined to what you know i'm not i'm not held by the ncaa anymore so real quick though i do want to get into one thing so tell us let's say i'm a i'm a kid i'm trying to get recruited to be a pitcher tell me about what i can you know what i can do and as far as you know, if I'm looking at that Division Three, you played with some D1 guys on the Silver Knights. Yep. What are the differences? Because you know, you're mentioning. I, I remember watching you. You're, you hit your targets. Like you're not necessarily blowing guys out of the batter's box, but you hit your spots. Yeah. Kind of. What are you? What are you gonna give advice to somebody who wants to, you know, make that jump to D1 or even get recruited in general? Yeah. So I'll just start out like just getting recruited to be a pitcher. Like I got recruited throwing 78 max like at you don't need to throw hard to get recruited they if you can just hit your spots and if you have multiple pitches you can throw for strikes and get guys out on that's what they look for and when you get there then they will start to talk about how to build velocity because i got in there maybe touching 80 and after my freshman year i was hitting like 84 maybe 85 so you make that jump when you get in there and they don't really touch your mechanics that much, especially my coaches didn't. They might at a different school, but they they like you the way you are, and they throwing strikes is the biggest thing as a pitcher. Like, I've played with guys who are on D one teams who throw ninety five but can't find the strike zone. Like, yeah, you throw ninety five, but you're not gonna be able to get anyone out unless you just throw it right down the middle, and then they're gonna be able to hit that. So just focus on throwing strikes. Don't worry too much about velocity because that will come as you mature more and grow more. Like I think I grew two inches in college. Uh, So what do you what do you mean by that? You know what I mean by that. So yeah, I mean you don't gotta throw insanely hard to get recruited by these schools. It's close to that, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. Just go play your game. Just have fun. That's the biggest thing. You don't want to be too stressed out about getting recruited. Like, I didn't really dream about playing college baseball. I just got a couple offers, and I was like, yeah, why not go play, see what I can do, and uh, wouldn't regret it. Like, it's it's a grind, but I loved every second of it and wouldn't take it back. So before we get into story time here, does anyone have any other questions that we want to ask to a, a former D3? I, you mentioned something during the break there, if you want to bring that up. Oh, no. So, like, I'll save that for, like, maybe the another story. But You don't like, want to gas him up too much? No, no, no. I no. mean, we're not Even talking. Even though I was yeah. there live, but. Yeah, you saw that live. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, live. no, what about, like, the, 
like the differences I would say, like, did you see like between like the strength and conditioning and like maybe like a nutrition plan from like D one or like D two to like, or did you like hear from the guys or something? Yeah. So, so there's definitely a big difference in like, like we had a nutrition plan at school, but like our calf was horrible and like we we physically couldn't follow it unless we went out and bought our own food. So it's like, we're not, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm a D three baseball player. Like I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars a week to get big. Like it's, I don't have the money for that. So, but like our, we had a strength coach. I don't know if most D three schools do, but we did. And we had a, we had a decent strength conditioning program. I thought it was good. It's where I gained a lot of velocity from it, but I know D one, like they're on these strict plans, Mm. these strict eating diet plans. They have rigorous workouts. Like our workouts weren't crazy. Like probably 70% of our workouts were more of like stretching with weights than it was lifting with weights. It was like, more smaller weights for more reps than it was like maxing out a workout to say i'll say when we were doing the hockey workouts those were good yeah were you with jamie collins with those two yeah yeah we those were he gave us a pretty kick-ass plan it was the fact that no one wanted to do it which fell but like it was a really good workout plan and it was a hockey related. It's kind of hockey conditioning. I would call it more conditioning because yeah. you're not going to gain that 20 pounds of muscle during the season. No, that's not going to help you. I'm sure his off season stuff is pretty fire. Yeah. His off season stuff. If is, he had a plan for that. Yeah. yeah. So we would tone it down a lot during the season because baseball, it's a long season. Like you, you can't physically work out that much during a baseball season, especially, especially with class. as a pitcher. Yeah, and with yeah. classes too, like that's your whole like all your time is going into class or baseball at that point. And like we, it was weird because like we only had to work out two or three times a week, and like these D one programs are working out five, six, seven days a week. Like they don't really have breaks, but it's definitely not as hard being a D three baseball player. The season is a grind, absolute grind. But the off season, it's a little bit more laid back you can kind of do whatever you want to do on your own time and not really be confined into just being baseball 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 i got i got two questions for you shoot uh do you remember the first home run hit off of you i do i only how many did you give up it's either one or two it was my second start so freshman year, I had two starts, one against LaSalle, which was like a eh, team. And then second start was against uh, Southern Maine, which was all, every year they're nationally ranked. And uh, me and Johnny Flynn, my, one of my good friends, he, we split that game and I started it. And we lost four to nothing and I gave up. It wasn't even like a nuke. It was very high pop fly and like just scraped over the back of the wall. I thought it was a pop out and then it just found the way out. <laughs> But my the hardest and furthest home run I've ever given up was for the Silver Knights, my second start. I swear this ball was like 114 off the bat. Like, <laughs> dude, it, it was gone in two seconds. Like, I whipped my head around, and it was already over the fence, probably like 380, close to 400, just on an absolute It's like some line. MLB The Show shit. Yeah, no, like it was crazy. when you give up crazy. a no-doubter. Stat track. Yeah, no, that's like the only home run I've ever given up that was like, off the bat, I was like, oh, shit. Did he bat flip you? I was looking at the ball. I didn't even see. Didn't even see. My head yeah. snapped around. Hearing the crack of the, like, that was one of the loudest cracks I've ever heard off the bat. And my head just, like, whipped around. I got whiplash from it. You almost got to give the next guy sweet chin music just as, like, a. <laughs> I, I don't throw. Like, you almost got to throw at somebody just to let them know, hey, I'm still in the game. I don't throw hard enough to send a message like that. I'm not, If I was someone, like, 92, 93, 100%, but, like, 86, they're, like, this isn't. They're, they're D1 guys. They don't. That's nothing to them. That's a changeup. In the head? <laughs> sweet chin music. Yeah. I'm not putting him in the ribs. It's no. not like a chin. Like, you got to yeah. just. Yeah, Even if you don't hit mouth. him. Yeah, even if you don't hit them, maybe throw like, like a slider. Yeah, yeah, make them make them think about but it. Throw, yeah. Start the slider at his ear and back it <laughs> in right under his chin. So that that didn't do anything to your your self esteem. No, no, there. It was my freshman year. Is one one of the best teams in the country. I was like, well, yeah, you got me. Like, yeah. I, I pitched a very good game. It was just that one one bat, kind of. That was I think that was the only. It was a two run home run, and I gave up two runs. 
So, I, yeah, that didn't really get me down too much. And then in terms of you came in as a two-way player, shortstop and pitcher. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is, dare I say, easier to get looks going forward as a, as a player on the field or on the mound? I would say, I would say as a pitcher, yeah, I would say pitcher because like in high school, every, my sophomore through senior year, I hit over 300 and I was not the best defensive shortstop, but I was solid. Like I would make a good diving play here or there. I'd make the easy plays, but like I didn't have any other than St. Joe's to be a two way. I didn't have any looks to be a shortstop anywhere. It was just pitcher for a couple of other schools and then St. Joe's. So I don't know as a pitcher, like you just dictate the game yourself. You, you set the tone for the game and depending how you do that, like I work quick. I was a very quick pitcher. I like to just get on the mound, throw it. I don't like to take my time because I know hitters kind of like to take their time sometimes. So I like to get them off balance. But um, yeah, as a pitcher, like if you just throw strikes, you have some good stuff. You're going to get looks to play D3, maybe D2 ball or Juco. But as a shortstop, like, you have to be, like, close to a 5 tool player. You got to hit for power. You have to be able to be a great defensive player. You got to be fast, steal bags. Like, there's a lot that goes into being a shortstop. But being a pitcher, you just got to be simple. You got to be able to throw strikes, get guys out, and that's basically it for pitching to get recruited. So we have um, now we kind of got out of all, all the good stuff, and now we're gonna hear some some true pop here. Um, <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys go down to Florida every year. Uh, do you have any uh, funny memories from the Florida trip? Oh yeah, yeah. Florida's great. We go every March. You go for spring training, start out the season. It's where you play your first like actual games. And yeah, I remember I'm out, I'm out of the NCAA now, so I can say this stuff. But uh, my my freshman year going down, me and my roommate, we both took a 300 milligram edible lemonade before the plane ride to the airport. And let me tell you, that was one of the bus bus ride. Yeah, the bus ride to the airport. And then we took another one before getting into the airport. For the plane and that was one of the best days of my life <laughs> i saw every, that was like the most positive i've ever been just looking at stuff like me and that kid would just look at each other not say a word and just start dying laughing at each other look my coach would be walking down the aisle on the bus to go to the bathroom we just cracking up and then so we get to florida and we have an hour to check into the hotel kind of get our room straight unpack a little bit and then we have a practice I was still zooted at that practice, let me tell you. But being a pitcher, you don't got to do much. You got to shag balls, throw a bullpen. So it, it was nice. You're in the warm weather. You're in the sun. You're just like, oh, life is great. Like I'm playing baseball. Like I'm still zooted. Like it's awesome. So you took 600 milligrams or you drank 600 milligrams of weed in like a three-hour span. Yeah. Fantastic. And like the and thing you- is – for that, for the bus ride, we wake. Well, we had to wake up to leave at 4 a.m. So I woke up at 4 a.m., chugged one of them, get there at like 6, 7, chug another one, and then hop on the plane. And Hagen, you're our weed connoisseur. Let's talk about 600 milligrams. Uh, I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> that's a pretty good amount it's like the gene like gene what you got yeah uh <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> yeah that'll yeah. be more than just the plane ride yeah yeah, yeah. i was i was skeptical i was skeptical yeah. taking it i was scared i was like this might hit me way worse to the it, practice was good because I, yeah. I took it before the plane so i was kind of like on the decline yeah so that's 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 kind of bad though. You're like tired. Your reflexes are yeah. Hard but it was there. weird because like I I was just so the whole time it was I was energized. Okay. It just like got me going. Like usually uh, weed yeah, doesn't yeah, do yeah. that to me, but that like got me fired up and like got me going. Must so have been the edibles. Yeah, I think I think it was the edibles. So yeah, <laughs> just the excitement of the trip. Yeah, and where we go to Florida, we go to uh, Winter Haven, dead center of Florida. It's like kind of the ghetto of Florida. Like it's dude, you see some shit. It's like crack city in Winter Haven. Dude, my so my mom Florida man. My parents were down my parents were down and they rented they got an Airbnb kinda like 
couple miles away from the hotel. And just some of the fucking people you see down there are just straight crackheads. Like, you're walking down the street, and, like, they're walking their dog. Uh, it's just, it's a wild sight. It's a wild sight down there. <laughs> Florida's kind of funny. There's, like, Miami, and then there's, like, Orlando. And then you got like, Winter Haven. And then you can go to, like, Jacksonville and, like, Winter Haven. Yeah, like, like ja- Jacksonville places. Jacksonville and Winter Haven are honestly pretty similar. Jacksonville's a little bit nicer. What's but... that? What are those islands? Keys. The Keys. Keys, like, yeah. super nice. Oh, like, yeah. You get so you like get vacation, vacation. Yeah, actually, it can be a little scummy. Sometimes. Oh, really? There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. The, the coast there's of Florida. Of the yeah. close. The coast of Florida is relatively nice compared to how the fucking dead the center interior is. Where you get the oh. Florida people. Yeah, that that's yeah. where you see the real like gator fighter people and all that shit. <laughs> they stick it out <laughs> in the jungle. So yeah. we're gonna do the um, we're gonna do the giant March Madness bracket in a couple weeks when March Madness comes out. Should we do a states one? We have to, we might maybe. It's pretty funny. Fifty teams. How are we gonna seed that? A lot of print, arguing. Like print your bread, you know, like bracket makers on the yeah, just online. Like, yeah, no sure seeds, have just, to something like you that. You just like yeah. random. You can yeah. randomize yeah. the seeds. Yeah. Randomize one the seed. Yeah. I don't know, but we don't want like Montana coming in with like a one seed. No, no, no seeds at all. Like you just randomize the oh matchups. The matchups. The first oh, what do you get? Like, like a that. New York versus like Mass. Jersey. Yeah, like you might get some good ones like in the early rounds. California, Arizona. That's a pretty easy one. You think California, or are you say Arizona? I'm thinking California. Yeah, I think you gotta keep California. You gotta keep. What about yeah. like Texas versus California? Texas. But, but yeah, but you don't want that to be a round one matchup. That's like a championship. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We don't want to take away from giving you. Sometimes, us a lot of hey, shit. maybe California could be that bubble team that just makes it in. You know. And they I think California's the a little bit. California's like a powerhouse, yeah, dude. They're they're like, blue blood. I'd say bubble team is like New Hampshire. Like, when they're, not, when they're we're not, a, we're a you know, California. Well, New Hampshire's fun. underrated. No one, no one who's Burns been in the Northeast the really knows what the Northeast is actually like. Yeah. And it's lit. Yeah, it's we nice. Here. It's very nice up here. Airbound things were in Hickville. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had that. Uh, you had that funny uh, edible experience. Um, what kind of what was like the rest of like your trips down to Florida like obviously? Yeah, they they were honestly like I've always heard great season, stories. Yeah, they were awesome. Like we were just in the hotels, like just with the guys. Like we were rolling dice and shit at night, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what? You're in a hotel, hey. so down hey. dollars. So you get you get a hundred eighty five dollars for your meal money. We Aiden said in the. uh the uh, interview with Will that one of the guys bought a PS4 and that's that's true. That's true. That's, who was it? Was it Ronan? No, nah. no, it wasn't Ronan. Who gravel. Was it? It was gravel. gravel. It was yeah. gravel. <laughs> and uh, like the fir- first day, <laughs> hop, got out of practice, went to Walmart, bought a PS4. And he's like, "Yo, my meal money's gone." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like walking a Wawa with a with like twelve guys to get food was on, like the best times. Like you're walking three miles Wawa. to a gas station to get food. So what type well, of I was elite? What type of downtime did you have? Like obviously you're playing a bunch of games, you're practicing. Yeah. What type of downtime did you have where you're able to go out and do this fun stuff? Yeah. So we only had one practice. The day we get off the the day we arrive is the only day we practice, and then you have oh. games, games. So you would games were normally closer to the morning. So then you get out of games, say like you get out at like four o'clock. You have the rest of the day to do whatever you want, go wherever you want. And then we'd have curfew depending on what time the game is. Say, games at eight, you'd have to be in bed. You'd have to be in your room by like nine thirty or ten o'clock. And uh, they would come do room checks. But then we had one day off completely, where we could go to Disney, go to the beach. My aunt has she rents out a house down there for a couple months during the winter, so I, would, I went down there to see my aunt and uncle and just with my family. But yeah, people go to Disney. There's a bus that comes to take us to Disney or just wherever we recommend that we want to go. And I mean, just compared to Maine, being in the warm weather, it's just so nice. Like you can't beat it. It's it's March in Maine. It's like 25 snowing degrees maybe. Yeah, still snowing. And then you go to Florida. It's just, it's like a vacation, but you're playing baseball. It's obviously like a business trip sort of, but I mean, it's still so much fun for how serious it is, like, playing games because our coach wanted us to play, like, some of the best teams in Florida. To I mean, get those ready. games count. 
Yeah, yeah, they count to your record, but obviously it's not like conference games yeah. that dictates if you make it to the conference playoffs or whatever, but it can get you a seating, a national seating. Like my sophomore year before COVID fucked everything up, we, uh, we played the number two team and the number 15 team in the country. And I had to pitch against both of them. And then I think we also played like the 23rd team in the country. But yeah, our coach wanted to get us like good games in Florida so we can come back because our conference wasn't great. So we could play those good teams, come back to Maine, and just be ready to pound on those kind of mm-hmm. lower level teams. But yeah, yeah, Florida was good because we had a blast and it really got us ready for the season to be able to play on a field and not be in the gym practicing anymore. So I remember your freshman year you guys played that team from like illinois too right like you guys played some pretty legit competition down there because i watched i watched as many games as i could when you guys were down there but i remember you guys playing some crazy teams welch was telling me yeah freshman year we played oh illinois i don't know if it was illinois southern oh they were a ranked team we went undefeated we were undefeated my freshman year in florida like we Mm -hmm smacking on teams like the only team we only almost lost to was st michael's in vermont like a terrible team who did you guys even lose to that season like at all we lost i think we lost one game in conference yeah in in conference we lost one game and that was to suffolk suffolk Ooh, but yeah we you remember you remember that one I didn't realize yeah. it was a big game. When was this sophomore? It was my freshman, freshman year. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, we were rivals till you guys left the conference. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, and then we lost to UMass Boston once, who was also like cusp of being nationally ranked, or they were probably ranked like twenty fourth or twenty fifth for a week or two. But yeah, we we just steamrolled every single team. But then got in a, uh, a conference tournament, go undefeated till the championship. And it's double elimination. So we had to lose twice in the in the championship. And our first game, we lost like 17-2 to two to Johnson and Wales. We got absolutely clapped. I remember I, I, I pitched that game. We were already getting smacked. I came in with bases loaded, like no outs. First pitch I threw, double. All, all three runs on base score. I'm like, all right, well, we're already fucking losing, so this doesn't matter. But then second game... Craziest baseball game I've I'll ever been the a part craziest of. Craziest ending to a baseball game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like I was down there, like that. Like I've been watching baseball. Nuts. You've been playing baseball. Yeah. Like this is honestly almost like I'd say worth bringing Ronan on. Oh yeah, to talk about that game. Like Ronan, Ronan crazy. saved the game. Yeah, so we were down. It was a close game, but we were losing. I think for the whole part of that game. Oh, yeah. And then we were down by three going into the ninth inning because those games turn into nine-inning games in conference playoffs. And uh, get a couple singles, single singles. I think we had one out. And then freshman Ronan, who was one of the dirtiest third baseman gloves I've ever seen play, just so smooth. Slap hitter, though. Like, you. We would he's always give I've him I've always told him he's a fundamental baseball player. Yeah, he he's would, like literally, you could put him in any level of baseball and he's going to thrive. Yeah, but honestly, his swing, like he didn't swing hard. He just made sure he made contact with the ball and just put it out there. He hit just, there. Was, I think we were second and third. Yeah, with two with outs, two outs three, two count. Three, two count. We were down by one, I believe. And he just slapped a little bleeder in between first and second, scored one of the runs, and then after him comes up Greg. No, oh, went to extras. It did go to extras. You're yeah. right. You're right. So then I think there was only. I mean, we could. It's literally on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure that it was one guy on because they pinch ran somebody. Might have been, dude. That that whole and game was so crazy. I stole, don't even remember stole all of third, it. Third, I think. Yeah, and then Ronan brought him in, and then, yeah, keep we going. We, yeah, we tie the game. We tie the game, and uh, we we were the home team since we were the number one seed, and uh, we're tied in like I think we're bottom eleventh at this point, and um, we got a runner on first, and our big guy Greg comes up. The dude was like six four, two seventy. Could have been like a linebacker, and uh, 
dude hits a fastball. We all thought it was gone. Like he I fucking gone. destroyed that ball. And we were playing in a big field. We were playing at um uh where the navigators play, I forget what it's called, but um everyone's out out of the bench. We're all on the field at this point. And uh Kev Alward, our one of our fastest guys was on first. He just doesn't even hesitate, just starts taking off. Ball goes like three quarters of the way up the fence. And our coach just knew we were going to win. And our coach is, like, not that old, but, like, he looks like he's 85 years old. And he's, like, 55. And, like, he has major back problems. He's waving him around third, running in circles, just, like, going nuts. And then he it was a close play at the plate. We didn't really expect it to be because we just thought we won. We were all hyped. But looking back at the video, like, it was bang, bang. He could have been out if he hesitated a second. And, uh just the dog pile after one of the best moments I've ever had in a sport just it was unreal our coach throwing his helmet up we're all tackling each other it was awesome I'm gonna be honest with you like I'm a hater like on our school sports like to be honest with you like I don't go to any of the games like I just kind of like like I was rocking with baseball you knew a lot of guys guys, yeah when I was when I knew the guys on the team but I I've been the two basketball games like i went to the GNAC for soccer like that was about it the thing with our sports were like they all thought they were just like cream of the fucking crop and it's like you're d3 like yeah you're you're good for d3 but like you're not the shit that was what i what i was getting at is that was the craziest ending to a baseball game like seriously what before we like i actually i'm gonna text ronan after this because i want to hear his like I've always tried to get it out of him. He's just like, it's like you know what, man? I'm just making plays. I'm trying to make a play. Ronan probably couldn't even tell you what he oh, did. Dude, he, like, he was on cloud dude, nine. Dude, like literally shit you dream about. You're down by yeah. one, three, two count, two outs, conference championship. And this kid just like, like completely confidently. And he yeah. fouled off like four freshman. pitches. He's a freshman. Like, he's, he's a, a freshman, freshman too. Like it is nuts. He that was the greatest ending. Yeah to a baseball game I've ever seen and that was like crazy that I was there and that was like my freshman year and it was like I had went to a couple games but you guys were just folding teams yeah like when I went to home wasn't games. even close yeah. like the whole season like we were just destroying teams and then we had that we had that game um when you guys beat Jay Wu in the semis at St. Joe's yeah and like David Griff uh all of us were like just giving it to them oh, and yeah. like we had their names up and shit and uh, like we were just we were harassing them, yeah. And then like I was like, all right, like this is in the bag. And Steve and I went down there to watch, but yeah, we had a awesome. lot of people show up to that championship oh, yeah. game. Like it was a drive too; it was like mm-hmm. a two-hour drive, and we had a lot of we had most of the fans at that game. It was awesome. So we got one more. We got time for one more little story here. What was the party like after you guys won? Because I know you got fucked up. Oh, we all did. So. <laughs> So, I mean, we, small schools, just like dorm room parties, like the suites, whatever. Yeah, exactly. No one was there too. Yeah. No one was on campus. So it was just the baseball team. And then maybe some other people who we smuggled on campus. I was there. Yeah. We smuggled people on campus, but I remember like, so we were in the freshman dorms, which were the furthest dorms away from the suites. So we're walking over with our backpacks with full of booze and security start. We're sitting in a little car just on the side, just. Oh, what do you guys got in the bag? Uh, nothing. Because we're all freshmen. We can't go beer. And then they're all like, yeah, enjoy getting hammered tonight, guys. Like, congrats on winning. We're like, let's fucking go. <laughs> so then we walk in the suite. Just whenever someone walked in the suite, they were just popping bottles of champagne and dumping it on everyone. So probably like an hour into the party, we're all just all guys that are just getting fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. Hell yeah. Someone got thrown. Welch <laughs> got thrown. No. Well, yeah, Welch got thrown through a table. Choke, no, no. Choke slammed. Yeah, so, yeah. Choke, yeah. He choke slammed someone through a table. Or did he? I forget if he got choke slammed. He got choke slammed. Yeah, yeah, so he got choke slammed through a table. And I have videos on my phone. So, like, hour and a half into the party, there's just a pool of beer on the floor. It, beer, champagne, whatever. And people are just doing snow angels in the beer just sliding into uh, it it was uh, yeah no now that i think back in that i'm sober like it was gross but in the moment it was fucking awesome so We're, i i left after like 
30 minutes ish. Oh yeah. And I came back to my room and I woke up the next morning. I'm on like, I went through like Snapchat stories and I saw, um, I saw gravel take his shirt off and do a full slip and slide yeah. down like across the I got that video suite, on like, my phone. On, like, yeah, it might have been a yeah. weird story to be honest. It was. Gravel also shaved his whole head off. Yeah. And like half of the team got eye slits. Like we, we were just hammered going nuts. It was a great time. Would you say that was your favorite party at college? Oh, we had some good parties. We did have some. Good we did parties. have some good parties, but it, it was top three. I don't know if it's my favorite because it was just it was just straight baseball guys. You know, yeah. we we're just going nuts. But I would say it's top three. Some of the, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Some of the like the field hockey one, our sophomore year, nuts. That was fucking. That crazy. was nuts, dude. There's they're standing on the bar like with champagne, and I'm just in the middle of the like the floor just like yeah like guess what and this chick just pops a bottle and sprays it in my face <laughs> and my eyes were open and i had to go to the bathroom and wash champagne my eyes were like puffed red like the rest of the night <laughs> like, no, with probably, welch too yeah like yeah. oh my god dude that was when field hockey won that was like welch won <laughs> well welch always wins yeah when another team wins welch party. wins yeah so i probably got time for like one more quick story so yeah, my my freshman year, like D three, like you you have chirping in D three, but like it's just so weird. Like it's nothing compared. Like they just say like the weirdest shit. Like my senior year in Florida, people were like, "Nice lettuce, nice stirrups." I'm like, "It's not even a chirp. Like you're yeah. just complimenting my appearance yeah. right now." <laughs> and uh, so my freshman year, like we were in the bullpen at uh, some school in Connecticut, and we were just chirping the fuck out of the left and center fielder. And I remember one inning, they were warming up, and we were on the left field line in the bullpen. We were just, I don't even remember what we were saying. We were just giving it to these guys. Center fielder just fucking had enough. Threw the ball directly into the bullpen. Like, 30 yards over the left fielder's head. Just He threw it at us, like, intentionally, and we all were just on the fucking left field line. Just, what the fuck you who the fuck do you think you are just yelled this kid and that's why we got our bullpen privileges taken away from us freshman year and after that game we were not allowed to go to the bullpen unless we were warming up to go to the game because not know that yeah it was like we almost started a brawl like we were walking onto the field like they had to like the umps were like calling time and like they were walking out and like our coach had to bring us all back in the dugout but yeah it was it was so funny yeah it was funny did you guys get those back Get what back? Bullpen privileges? Like, sophomore year? So, he always would be like, yeah, like, I don't want guys in the bullpen. But then we just walk out to the bullpen and he didn't say anything. So, <laughs> we, we kind of got it back, but not really. We just kind of did our own thing. And, like, when he's when he's coaching in games, he's just so dialed in on the game. And, like, he will hear someone say something, like, in the dugout. And then he'll kind of snap out of it and be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't say that. Oh, like, yeah. So, another little story. Uh, my One of my best friends was pitching and uh gave up a home run kids trotting around third he's like you can't fucking throw me three straight fastballs you know who the fuck i am and like what i'll do and i was like hey buddy shut the fuck up and get in the dugout and the coach was like he was the third base coach was like he was talking to me he was talking to me i'm like i don't care who he's fucking talking about you're talking shit in front of our whole dugout about my pitcher and then he, like, the kid just was looking at me, just shooting shit. The coach was looking at me, shooting shit. And then my coach, he was like, sit down on the fucking bench and, like, don't say anything else. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to deal with anything like this. But, yeah, we, Damn. yeah, yeah. Our coach took no, no tolerating for chirping. He hated it. So that's, that's the uh, D3 chirping TikTok right there. Yeah, like, it's not, to, uh, D3 chirping D1 is chirping. so soft. It's so soft. Like, people don't know what to say. It's bad. Yeah, it's no, bad. you're not looking each other up. You didn't, yeah. No, we, I mean, we, sometimes we'd find out the left fielder's girlfriend in the bullpen or, like, your <laughs> sister, family member and say some shit to him. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's about as bad as it got. I mean, that's pretty bad. But other than that, like, they would just say, like, your hair fucking sucks. Like you're ugly. It's just, it's just bad chirping. It's very bad chirping. Well, Poff, thank you very much for sharing your experiences. Yeah, uh, if you guys want to play D three baseball, that's what you're in for. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, Poff, we're so glad to have you on this podcast permanently, man. We like to offer you a permanent spot. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. Awesome. Welcome, welcome aboard, you. man. Yeah. Um, hey, so that was the uh, POF interview. Uh, that was awesome, POF. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. As we said, um, we, we got put on with the baseball stuff. So this is, uh, you know, we got we to gotta give back to our baseball fan base. We're still, I wouldn't even say we're negotiating. We're finding a time that works with our D2 interview, which Welch, I mean. He, he could give some different aspects in D3. Yeah, but I mean, he's got, yeah, he's got some stories. We're going to have to bring him on after he's <laughs> not in college. Because he, he will probably remember most of the stories because he wasn't a stoner and can yeah. recollect a lot of the, a lot more yeah. things than but I. But he can. got he got fucked up. No, no, oh yeah, no. you got we all got fucked up. It's, um, so we have that uh, coming up, and we're still looking for JUCO guys. Any JUCO guys, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Okay, perfect. I, I think I got a JUCO guy I can hit up. For we that. need JUCO guys that we need on the podcast. Um, I, I don't care if what your situation is. We just want to hear about the JUCO side of things. We want to know what a JUCO bandit is actually like. Next week, we have the uh, college baseball preview, which is going to be a grind of an episode. Yeah. So we're hitting D1, D2, and D3. So if you are a college baseball player... Next week is your episode, but we uh, we'll let you know if your we'll team's shit or not. Yeah, we're gonna get through every single team. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rate every single team, 3, every 000. every lineup. It'll be a twelve straight, twelve hour straight podcast for so you. So we're gonna uh, if you guys are listening to this right now, follow us on Instagram. Uh, this interview was brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor, start your own podcast. Anchor FM, very easy to start it up. And come check out our football episode, which is also going to be live at the same time.